Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. Hey, welcome. It's Monday, April 5th. Welcome to the Highland. I'm Chris. Got Brandon and Craig with me. How are you guys doing? Doing well. How are yeah. you? Fantastic. It's the day after Easter. Um, I'm kind of surprised before we get started. You know, my wife is off school today. And I remember when I went to school, and I'm sounding like a really old man, we used to have, you went back the day after Easter and the holiday, and now it seems like everyone's getting the day off. Did you guys have that? No. Nah, my a... work. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, go ahead, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I think no. After you, if, unless it, yeah, every now and then it would. I think if if Easter was a little earlier, we would maybe have you know Good Friday off, and then it would lead into spring. But generally, if if Easter was a little bit later um, in the spring, then we'd probably just go back that Monday. Yeah. Okay. How about you, Brandon? Is that a new thing, or did you have that, too? Uh, well, I think my company does, usually lets us off at noon, but um, uh, they let us have the whole day off oh, <laughs> on, on Friday. On Friday? Friday. Okay. Yeah. Well, like, when you went to school, did you go back the day after? Uh, I don't recall. I think it I think it was with, uh, with Craig... Um, um, yeah, I think it, if it usually if it only co- coincided with spring break, um, yeah, I don't know. Easter is one of those weird holidays. It doesn't really get. Yeah. It's not really mainstream. <laughs> Christmas is, but not Easter. Uh, I don't know. I, I was thinking about this the other day, and I don't know why. Uh, why the two Judeo Christian religions uh, are religious holidays? Kind of one gets the love, one doesn't. Um, but it is what it is, I suppose. Well, and, and also, too, I'm like, you know, some people take the week off the, if you look at the school, you know, some people have the week before Easter off or the week after Easter. It's not even like uniform. I mean, yeah, I know as a kid, you know, you couldn't always play with friends going to different schools because, hey, some schools weren't off the same yet. So, very strange. I mean, I had a good Easter. Um, and, hey, another argument for being vaccinated. Uh, I have my first shot in me. My wife fully vaccinated. My um, in-laws are close to being vaccinated. So we, we went down to their house. And we still were social distance. We were outside on the deck. 
great day yesterday. And it was nice just to hang out. It was good. Kids were behaving. Yeah, they were on their tech stuff. But, hey, it, it went well. So never argue to be vaccinated. I mean, I'm not crazy pro-vaccine or anti-vaccine. But, hey, if you want to go out and celebrate and at least be around some people, hey, it's a good argument for being vaccinated. Craig, what did you do yesterday? Yeah, we had a, a family get-together. Uh, we're vaccinated, so we were able to have a few more people maybe than normal. Um, uh, you know, we still kind of keep our distance to some degree, but uh, I think once you're kind of fully vaccinated, and we've been fully vaccinated since uh, early February, uh, I guess you kind of feel a little bit more inclined to, to be around people. We still wear masks out in public and still, you know, try to do everything we can to kind of stay away just in case, but... Um, we did have a few family. We did have a little family get to, to to go to. Okay, good deal. And Brandon had a twofer, not just his Easter, but his birthday. Man, has that happened a lot? We had your Easter and birthday at the same time. I'm sure it has in the past. Um, you know, at least maybe with a with sort of a weekend kind of aligned uh, Easter and I can't remember the last time I had a my birthday on and Easter on the same day, but. Um, you know, uh, you, you kind of kind of get the experience of those born on Christmas. People give me a chocolate Easter bunny and say, hey, this is your Easter and your uh, birthday gift. Uh, enjoy. Um, I'm kidding. But um, um, yeah, it's like, darn, I, I don't get my I don't get my separate Easter bunny and a gift on top of it. So um, uh but no, it was a, it was a good time this weekend. Uh, had some friends over for on Friday, and then had some family time on Sunday. So it, it it worked out pretty well. And most of us, I think, we're all vaccinated. And if not, we were wearing masks anyway. So yeah, good deal. And you know, hopefully for everyone out there, it's like every holiday. I'm going to get on a big religious, you know, sermon preaching. But you know, whatever it is. Easter or Christmas or Veterans Day or wherever else case may be. I you know, take some time and think about, you know, the reason behind the season and what was going on. Um, I know yesterday, uh, our family, just because of having special needs kids, some of the stuff has been going on. We haven't been going inside the church, so we've mostly been online for the past year or so. But I will say uh, yesterday we did a sun, not a sunrise day, what do you call it? A drive-in service. Uh, we were up at Sunbury at church up there, and it was kind of nice. They, you know, they offer that service for people who can't get inside, and it was good. Uh, just made for a long day because uh, my in-laws had something to hide, so I felt like we were in the car all day yesterday. But, hey, not bad. So, again, for every season, you know, take a minute, think about, you know, the real reason behind the season. Go from there. I, I will say, and my wife and I got an argument about this. I've had this before before we talked about it. I had a problem, guys. Um, on Saturday morning, I work, um, and thankfully I'm able to work from home. And my wife and 14-year-old, 8-year-old went to a um, church Easter egg hunt. And I came back, and I said, hey, I need one piece of candy. Wife makes the argument, no, you can't take the kid's candy. What do you think? One piece of candy. Am I entitled? And have a little bit of freeze up. Uh, 
Um, Brandon Craig, you think, well, Brandon, it looks like you're unfrozen. Um, are we entitled to have a piece of candy? I know you don't have kids right now, but, you know, hey, does a dad get one piece? I think it's sort of uh, uh, protected by that um, um, fact that they got, you know, there's like probably one piece per Easter egg that they found. You know, there's a lot of work goes involved in that, right. searching for that Easter egg. So maybe you're better off trying to get a couple pieces during Halloween when, if they go trick or treating or if they go to some sort of uh, event. Um, um, uh, that or that or Halloween event related event that they go to where they get bags of candy. So, uh, yeah, maybe that's where you can get that one piece without undetected. <laughs> Yeah, because she was upset. I mean, it was like, hey, you're going to, you know, you're going to get in trouble if you take a piece. And I'm like, come on. You know, I, I need, like, I don't know. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are, are my number one for Easter. Any other type of candy. So I'm like, hey, they have one peanut butter cup. I'm good. And wife didn't like that as much. Uh, Craig, you, you don't have kids, but are, are you thinking that you could get one piece of candy? I or think Easter so. or Halloween. Yeah, I think so. There's plenty to go around. I think one piece is fine. <laughs> Craig's like, I'm taking that Easter egg. Yeah. Well, my my wife relented because I guess she got some extra candy and she said, she's like, are you down with Kit Kats? I'm like, yeah, I'm okay at that. So she said, well, I got some extra Kit Kats. I did not get that last night, but I did fall asleep early. I was tired. So. Who knows? We'll see. I, I'll report back and see how the Kit Kats go. <laughs> Auburn News, um, you know, Brandon is a big fan of the soccer. He calls it the real football. We call it soccer. Uh, Brandon, you're you're a news producer now. You're, you've, I, I saw on, I think it was Facebook, a uh, note saying, hey, support my soccer newsletter. So, man, you've gotten into the business of soccer. What's going on there? Yeah, it's mostly uh, an experimental playground with this newest trend of of uh, uh, of kind of like the the personal journalist in a sense, you know, it started started out way on it, back with the blog, then it's kind of got, transitioned a little bit to the microblogs with Twitter and um, uh, podcasts for sure. Um, but now newsletters, Chris, are really kind of all the rage in a sense. Um, there's a lot of new services out. Um, that um, where people can write and even offer subscription opportunities. Um, you know, I, I kind of came across it accidentally when I came up, when I saw an article about Substack and um, people were not happy that some of the, the top writers for that platform were actually, while it appeared they were self-made, um, it looks like Substack might have given them some money without really revealing that. So. Hmm. Uh, people were like, "What are our, what are the alternatives?" And that's when I kind of found out about some alternatives. And Twitter has its own newsletter platform. Um, they part they bought this company. Um, might pronounce it a little bit wrong, but it's called Reviture or something like that. Um, so yeah, really been thinking about um, um, how can I use this 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 uh, platform? Uh, experiment with it. It's really. It's really interesting because, you know, with platforms like MailChimp or whatnot, where you have to pay a certain amount of money to get more subscribers, these kinds of newsletters don't really put a cap on your on your subscriber base. 
Um, and you can offer a paid option too, if you get, you get better at it. But for now, I'm just, uh, what I want to do is, um, uh, kind I kind of want to, um, just fill in this kind of gap of, uh, um, of, uh, covering s- soccer across the state of Ohio. Um, a lot of great, um, entities out there now covering lower league soccer across the nation covering, um, we got great outlets covering the major league soccer teams here in Ohio. And, um, but sort of like the, the, the lower leagues, the, the colleges, the high school, the, um, uh, everything else is sort of kind of mentioned here and there, but not enough, um, recognition there. So, uh, that's what I just hope to achieve with this newsletter is just to provide a sort of a resource and, uh, um, and a way to engage with the overall soccer community in Ohio. Got a little bit of good reaction. No, subs- no other subscribers but myself. But okay. um, um, just uh, you know, uh, just gonna have fun with it and uh, and see what happens. All right, well, check it out. R- remind us what what's it called? It's called Soccer Ohio uh, Newsletter. Um, just kind of a weird little branding I came up with myself. The logo, it's got like the uh, first O in the in soccer is uh, I stylized it. I created my own logos, by the way. So the first in this logo, I have like a little soccer ball with the Ohio state of Ohio silhouette on it. And then Ohio uh, capitalized with the H out. So kind of if, if you know, maybe I don't know. The joke would be is you know, uh, soccer and Ohio were like two words that were charging each other. They collided and this is what you get. But, um, um, otherwise, uh, um, it was, other, in any case, it was, this was a free username on Twitter. So that, that right. really helped it out. <laughs> well, well, check it out. Uh, we will, uh, if you're not following Brandon on Twitter, come on, why wouldn't you follow Brandon on Twitter? Uh, there's links to it there. We'll try to get a link on either this podcast or future podcast. So, Hey, even if you're not a big soccer guy, subscribe. Help, help a fellow podcaster out. So check out the soccer uh, podcast. And, yeah, yeah. again, happy birthday. I, I was pleasantly surprised. I tweeted at you from the Ohioan account. And our friend Byron McCauley from the Hope Interrupted podcast joined Craig to wish his happy, happy birthday to you. So, man, thank you, Byron. We Always good to hear that. from Byron. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We'll put a shout out for, hey, listen to his Hope Interrupted podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Harold Brown from the Symphony Orchestra was his guest on uh, episode two. And Sharice, I believe that's how you say her name, Gibson, and she's one of the Cincinnati TV anchors. Uh, episode three, I got put together, but uh, it's scheduled to drop on Wednesday. So, man, they're already up to episode three. Uh, so, yeah, check it out. You can catch it on the feed here and also on their separate feeds. It should be good. Also, a few from the PDAC Club. And, yeah, so good weekend. And, oh, as we're giving out shout-outs, uh, I want to shout-out uh, Trey Ryder, who's the uh, American Cornhole League uh, guy. He was on our podcast about two months ago. He got promoted. So, hey, if you come be a guest on our podcast, great <laughs> things are coming for your career. He's now the marketing director of the American Cornhole League. Uh, Brandon, you'll remember – uh, we talked to Drew Brown. We had our big cornhole podcast. It was about a year or two ago now. And poor Drew Brown. I spent half the time talking about my hero, Trey Ryder. Uh, he's the ESPN commentator for the American Cornhole League. He also works for the league. And he's getting promoted. So uh, I apologize to Drew because it, it was a lot of man luck during that podcast. 
I think my mentions of Trey were about 10 per minute. It was just kind of crazy. But no, it was good. So, hey, thanks for checking out the Highlands. We'll be back shortly for a segment, too. Have a good one, everybody. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer, you know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.